Hello, and welcome to Stoner Chicks Podcast, the podcast for stoners by Stoner Chicks. I'm Phoebe Richards. I'm Stephanie Thompson. I'm Kayla Teal. And I'm Grace Penzel. And Steph is recording live from... Probably the best place to record a podcast, a tent near a lake in rural (laughs) Montana. (laughs) Wow. I feel honored to be joined in this Zoom call by someone in a tent. Can I tell you guys a story real quick about one of my Montana adventures that I'm really proud of? Yes, please. So there's ever since I've been going here since I was a little girl, there's been this island on the lake that's been a private island owned by this rich guy, super rich person. And he's trying to sell it now, I think. Anyway, you could never touch the island. It's all no trespassing signs and like there was rumors that he had like armed guards on jet skis that would tell you to leave the island if you ever like step foot on it and so so we get to the island and I'm having a little tummy troubles and I needed to use the bathroom and I just was like fuck it I'm gonna poop on this rich guy's island I'm not (laughs) supposed to be on and We wrote a song about it. We called it Poopin' on Cromwell, which that was the name of the island. It's called Cromwell Island. So we called it Poopin' on Cromwell. And now I want a new slogan and I want to call it Poop on the Rich. Instead of Eat the Rich, Poop on the Rich. Poop on the Rich. That was kind of what the French were doing this year with the sanitation strike and sewage strike. They're spraying shit everywhere. Wait, how did the song go? Yeah, I think it went something like, let me see here. Just pooping on Cromwell, (laughs) pooping on Cromwell, (laughs) next to the no trespassing sign. Just pooping on Cromwell. (laughs) (laughs) Yay! Bravo! (laughs) Bravo! Wow. I'm so proud of you, Steph. Ever since I was a little girl, I always wanted to touch that island. Like I wanted to like actually touch it and be like, ha ha, I touched your stupid little private island. And I did that and also pooped on it. So I feel really proud. (laughs) It's like a bucket list. You've certainly Mm. touched that island now. (laughs) That, That island will never be the same. My whole family has now been calling it Poop Island, so... (laughs) (laughs) bullshit island it's funny because some part of that story reminded me of here in seattle there's a lake called green lake as you three are all very familiar and in the middle is a little island that i was raised being told was called duck island Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and my dad would always joke that it's bird poop island because, of course, it's covered in bird poop. And I was told it was illegal to set foot on it because it was private land. And I don't know if that's true. And so it was funny to me how many parallels to your story there was to the little Duck Island, Poop Island in Green Lake. <laughs> it would be so crazy if someone had just bought a tiny <laughs> island in the middle of Green Lake. But for context, Green Lake is not like that it's like pretty big but it's not that big and it's not residential there's like a footpath that goes around the whole thing so yeah Yeah, it's 2.9 2.9 miles around the whole lake i used to roller skate around the lake i miss doing that yeah but you're in california now i can roller skate by the ocean that's a good story steph yeah i have a lot more montana stories but that is my favorite one i've done this year so far 
Hell yeah. And that's a great teaser for more Montana stories to come. Mm -hmm. But for now, well, I decided to try smoking some very high CBD, low THC weeds, flowers, strains, (laughs) 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 because I've been having some sort of mystery symptoms that I'm totally okay, but it it has to do with sometimes feeling a little woozy or lightheaded. And obviously cannabis can exacerbate that a little bit. So I thought I still really like to have it for anxiety and other medicinal reasons. So I went out, I got one was called Charlotte's Web from Falcana. That's only like 0.6% THC. And then I think like 10% uh, CBD. So that's really low cannabinoids, but it tastes really good. And that's been doing me pretty well, all things considered. And then one called Harlequin from, I think, Top Buds. I think that's what it's called. Anyway, but uh, yeah, so that's been my little fun adventure this week is trying weed that's not meant to just totally fuck me up. Awesome. Yeah, Charlotte's Web sounds like it'd be something good to like just sprinkle in with your bowls, like with other weeds, just to balance things out. To dilute it a little bit. Yeah, exactly. That's a nice salad. That's a nice salad. Yeah, dilute it, but with CBD, like the best thing there is. (laughs) Mm, It is. I've also been Mm. smoking two to one CBD THC, but in pen form. And in fact, actually, Grace... And probably Phoebe smoked it last weekend because I got to see you guys last weekend. I know, we did. That was lovely. I was in town for Taylor Swift and me and Phoebe went to Barbie movie with some friends on Friday night. And then me and Grace went and got brunch on Sunday and walked around Fremont, went, did some vintage shopping and went to the Seattle Center. It was lovely. I got to get high high with my girls. It was so nice. I had a lot of fun doing getting high in public with you. We hadn't like smoked in public together for a long time. And we got to, there were like huge crowds down by the Seattle Center. We kind of found places in the armory that were really like sort of tucked away or like way more chill. And we were just kind of watching the world go by. It was nice. It was nice. You're right. We did a good job at being like, all right, we're in a crowded place, but. Yeah, we'd find alcoves or like ramps no one was walking on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I feel like those are all my, that is like what weed memories as a teenager are for me is like everywhere you are trying to find, yeah, it's always some like doorway or a (laughs) ramp towards a building. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. And I feel like every time we thought, we're like, oh, we found one of these doorways. I'm sure everyone still was like, look at those teenagers smoking weed. I mean, I do that now. <laughs> I love it. And, and there's definitely probably always were cameras just pointed right at us, you know? <laughs> oh, man. And we had the greatest Seattle moment. We were walking by a bar. It was, I think, probably like 3.30 p.m. And there were just so many people smoking blunts outside of this bar. Yeah. And as we were passing, well, like two women were rolling up and then a guy like poked his head out and he was like, hey, where it's like, you almost think like, oh, who's going to fuck with me? And then they're like, let me hit that shit. Which is, (laughs) oh, it's just such a nice surprise. But oh my gosh. What? I just remembered an amazing Seattle weed story. 
the other day I was driving and there was this guy, I don't remember what song, but he was blasting a song out of his car and we were stopped next to each other. And I was like, hey, and I handed him a joint. Not oh my like God. That, not like we shared it. It was unlit. I just handed it to him and he was like, yeah. Oh my God, Phoebe, <laughs> you're the weed fairy. You're the weed fairy of the road. He was really hot and I just wanted to seem cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's very cool. That, that yeah, is I think really you succeeded. Cool. If you did that to me, I'd be like, she was cool. <laughs> Great. Good. Oh, yeah. Oh, How yeah. did you know that he would be like, well, everyone wants a joint, right? right? I risked it. I don't know. I just got the vibe. He was young. He was listening yeah. to loud music with his windows down. He was smiling really big and like singing along. And I felt there was maybe a chance he'd say no or be weirded out. But I didn't think he'd like, I don't know, freak out, call the cops. I don't know. what. <laughs> like, what's, <laughs> would do that? what's the bad that could really happen? Yeah, what could, no, what's it's bad? like his, his it's like him being so open and wanting to be yeah. free and connect with the world around him and listen to his music and feel the air. That's a total stoner move. I think he yeah. did a good thing. And then the universe rewarded him. Yeah. And it was like 9 a.m. traffic, commute traffic. So it was a cool time to see someone that just looked so happy. Aww. I love those little warm moments in like traffic because traffic can be so negative and angry and like yelly. And you had a beautiful traffic moment where you shared that you were offered a joint. That's beautiful, Phoebe. And I love that Phoebe was able to make a positive interaction in a place where it's normally so negative. Thank yeah. you. I'd yeah, say 9 a.m. on a weekday. I know. Yeah. <laughs> one of the few times I've had the thought of like, you know, it would be really cool right now and immediately done it opposed to most of the time I have the thought the moment passes and I for days think like, oh, I should have just done it. Why am I so self-conscious? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, like being locked inside basically for two years did not help. It was so weird to like have those interactions again and remember like, oh, yeah. I remember like being I was actually in the parking lot of my weed store and there was a guy like working on a truck. And I guess the weed store had had a fire and was closed. And I had not heard about this. And so like I got out of my car and was just walking around and suddenly I just hear this like gravelly voice from the ground like, it burned down. <laughs> I was just like, whoa, I feel like it's the character from a movie. I just hadn't like interacted with a person in public in a while. That was one of my first. Oh, and speaking of first, as many people know, if you are a repeat listener of this podcast, we are doing a Stoner Movie Book Club summer series. And next week, we will be covering the movie Harold and Kumar Go to White Castle. Can you believe it? It's time. And that's the first of three Harold and Kumar movies, which is how I tried to make that transition work. <laughs> <laughs> but we're only watching the one, as far as I know. So yeah, yeah, watch that. Listen next week. We'll be talking about it. It's number four in our summer series. I've already watched it and I have a lot of thoughts, as you could probably guess. <laughs> <laughs> I could guess that. You know what else I can guess, Grace? What? Is it because we talked about it already? Well, actually, just because you always have a lot in your mind, and I'm guessing you have someone you want to tell us about. Yes, Phoebe, there's something <laughs> on my mind, and that's that I haven't done a stoner in the week for a while. So here we go with Stoner of the Week. Stoner of the Week! Just want you to know, you first said stoner in the week. <laughs> hey, 
Are you I a stoner that. in the, Are you a stoner in the week? I feel like I'm very much in this week. <laughs> Come listen to our podcast where we're all stoners in the week. We recorded on the turnpike. <laughs> Is it a Monday? Is it a Tuesday? Stoner of the week. <laughs> stoner in this week. Listen everyone. This stoner of the week is someone that I've been wanting to do for a long time, and I've been worried that I wouldn't be able to kind of fully do it justice or get as much nuance or research as I wanted, but I think it's just time for me to rip the Band-Aid, and if I ever want to do a part two or follow-up, I can do it again. Uh, Today, we are talking about Sarah Silverman. Yay! Uh, really? Yeah. Wow. That's the stoner of the week. Awesome. For this week. <laughs> so, Sarah Kate Silverman, born December 1st, 1970, is a stand-up comedian, actress, and writer. She came up as a brief stint with Saturday Night Live during the 19th season in 1993 and 1994 but then really came to more prominence in 2007 when she starred in and produced the Sarah Silverman program. So that ran to 2010 on Comedy Central. And for that, she was actually nominated for a Primetime Emmy Award. She also acted in shows like Mr. Show and has starred in films including Who's the Caboose, School of Rock, Take This Waltz, A Million Ways to Die in the West, Battle of the Sexes, and then voiced Vanellope von Schweetz in Wreck-It Ralph and Ralph Breaks the Internet. And I guess for her role in a movie called I Smile Back in 2015, she was nominated for a Screen Actors Guild Award. She released an autobiography called The Bedwetter in 2010, which she then adapted into an off-Broadway musical in 2022. Oh my God. Yeah. So she's done a lot. She's from New Hampshire. She grew up reformed Jewish and she's the youngest of five children. She and her sisters are super close. Her sister, Laura Silverman, is also an actress and played her sister in the Sarah Silverman program. Wait, is the two of them the voices of those, the kids in Bob's Burgers? Isn't it Sarah Silverman and her sister play the, like, the weird twins? Oh, it might be. (laughs) It is. Cool. Kayla, you are right. That's very funny. I appreciate that. But essentially, she's, first and foremost, in my mind still, after everything, like, a stand-up comedian like she that's how she kind of got into all of it and she's controversial she has a podcast now it's good I love a lot about her but there's also a lot of opinions of hers and ways that she's expressed humor in the past that have rubbed people the wrong way and do not hold up I mean she was on SNL in 1993 that was 30 years ago so anyway I guess before I get into her being a stoner, how what's your relationships to Sarah Silverman? I think I've seen most of her stand-up specials. I completely forgot she had been on SNL. I don't think I've seen any of her sketch comedy really at all. And I, I forgot so. she was on Mr. Show too. I think like 
there's certain things I saw before I realized before she like was a person that lived in my mind. But I've seen a lot of her more recent stand-up specials and I respect the hell out of her. I think she's very funny. I, while you were going through her, what do you call it? Not filmography, ography of all kinds. <laughs> yeah. her, her career. Thank you. That is how you would say it. I was trying to remember how I first did know who she was. And I, because I, I did watch Mr. Show when it was on and I do remember her from that. But most of the women on that show, like Karen Kilgariff was also on that show. And most of the women don't do a whole lot on Mr. Show. So yeah. I feel like I had to have known her from more than that. But when her show started on Comedy Central, I was very excited because I very much knew who she was. So I feel like there's something I'm forgetting that was my big introduction. Phoebe, I am doing the same thing in my head. I'm like trying to remember what, because I knew of her before 2007 fully. Yeah. I knew her on Mr. Show. But again, like you said, she wasn't like a main character or like, it's a noodle scratcher. <laughs> I think it's so interesting that she was nominated for a SAG Award for a movie I've never heard of. I would love to see that performance. We should watch it. From 2015. Totally. And, well, School of Rock came out in 2003. And then also this says that she had a concert film, Sarah Silverman, Jesus is Magic, based on her one-woman show of the same name. I did see that. Yeah. I feel like when I was way younger my dad thought that she was funny but it was like even then I think my mom thought it was really immature humor it was like kind of so shocking and cool that there was a woman that was like poo poo pee pee shit jokes like you know what I mean like just like really fucking going there and saying everything I mean obviously that's like some of the most mild stuff that she has done I am also generally a fan of hers and she's a huge advocate for cannabis reform and has smoked weed for a long time. Whether or not we can call her a stoner, that's a label she would accept is debatable though. And you'll find out more why after the smoke break. Welcome back from your smoke break, stoners. We hope that you had a toasty time. We've been hanging out and thinking more about Sarah Silverman, our stoner of the week. Now, the reason that I hesitated to call her a stoner is because she would not necessarily label herself as such. There's so much that I could talk about with her for the rest of the segment, but there's enough to talk about just with weed alone. So I'm just going to go do that. Any other information that you need, go find it. She's cool. So first of all, this is a clip from an interview in 2010. She was talking about her book, The Bedwetter, Stories of Courage, Redemption, and Pee. And this is her talking about her feelings on weed. She's talking about a friend of hers from high school coming to visit her in college. But she came to visit me freshman year and, uh, and uh, right away, I roll a big joint. 
And I, you know, we get up in the morning, I roll a joint, I take a puff, I hand it to her, and she's like, no, thank you. And I was just like, you don't smoke pot anymore? And she's like, yeah, as a treat, not as a career. <laughs> and she taught me, you know, thank God, um, that it's like, shit's good as a treat. You know, stuff is, you can, you know, but it's like, don't become like a stoner your whole life. Yeah, pot is fun, but like get all your work done and take a puff and have some giggles and go to sleep. But like, you know, it just, it, just because you like something, it doesn't have to become your whole thing. It, it's not fun anymore. And it's not just about pot. It's really about everything, you know? Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so I watched that and, you know, a little hard to hear when... <laughs> When, as someone uh, who identifies very much as a stoner, as a I feel stoner, a little attacked. A little, I feel attack. a little prickly. <laughs> but I think her point was just, you know, try to make things a treat for yourself. I think that there's not room for nuance necessarily in that opinion. Obviously, why are people using cannabis? What are the circumstances? Not everyone is smoke wake and baking because they're a burnout or or like there's something wrong partying or you know yeah exactly and I feel like she was speaking from a place of still some stigma around cannabis in that clip but that's one of her life philosophies make it a treat and that was the source of it but she's definitely not anti-weed by any means in 2008, she won a Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Original Music and Lyrics for a skit she did on Jimmy Kimmel Live called I'm Fucking Matt Damon that was like a music video all about how, while she was dating Jimmy Kimmel, I think, that was all about I'm Fucking Matt Damon. But at the Primetime Emmy Awards, she talked to, uh, what's that woman's name? Juliana Margulies or something? Is that From her name? ER? No, no, then that's not right. I could be wrong, but isn't the curly-haired lady from ER Juliana Margulies? Anyway, moving on, sorry. Anyway, she got interviewed on the red carpet and had, the interviewer was like, what's in your purse? Because that's something that they people ask. And she had a vape pen in her purse at the Emmys and was like, this is my pot, my liquid pot. And it became this huge thing of like, Sarah Silverman brings liquid marijuana to the <laughs> Emmys carpet. And she had won an Emmy Who and it completely cares? overshadowed oh, that my. she had won. Oh, bummer. So this was much later. So a real example of her treat overshadowing her career. Yeah, exactly. So this next clip is from the 2019 Emmys, and she is being interviewed by Sharon Osbourne, and she is clearly very baked, but <laughs> Sharon Osbourne asks what's in her purse. All right, I have to ask you, okay. what's in your bag? What's in it? Well, funny, I got in trouble a few years ago, now it's legal. I've got a couple of joints taped to the top so they don't take up space or get smushed. I have a vape for emergencies, sunglasses, real glasses, because I cannot see, um, 
This is my makeup. <laughs> I think that your bag is the most interesting tonight. I have my phone. I got a little spritzy. Yeah. And uh, that's it. Okay. Interesting. I like it. I think it's. I love looking in people's. I things. know people always think of me as a stoner, but really, I just take a puff. What's wrong with that, people? Absolutely nothing. Nothing at all. So, there you go. What's wrong with that, people? Absolutely nothing. Thank you, Sharon Osborne. So again, like she's couching it a little and being like, "I'm not a stoner." But she taped two joints <laughs> to the inside of her bag to go to the yeah. Emmys. That takes experience. That takes some trial and error. And brought a vape for, for emergencies. An yeah. emergency vape pen. So I don't know. That sounds like some fucking stonerish behavior to me. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she's trying. She's working on normalizing it in public. She's on ET right now. And she's trying to normalize using in moderation, which we have also talked about on the podcast. Exactly. But she is doing it in a defensive way. <laughs> right. So I also searched a few episodes of her podcast that she started in December 2020 during mm-hmm. the pandemic in which she just takes voicemails from listeners and then answers their questions. It's a vibe. It can feel a little slow and it's interesting because it's just like one person like giving their advice. I guess like it's a good antidote to Joe Rogan. You know what I mean? Like it's a good antidote to any podcast that's just like men answering people's questions. But sometimes I'm like, wow, you think you've got it all figured out? I think she has a lot of cool opinions. It's just an interesting vibe. Okay, here we go. So this is her. Someone wrote in asking about how she deals with like getting existential when you're stoned as far as getting too existential i lean into it because that shit's far out and isn't that what it's all about what are you afraid of hmm and then there was a third question and i don't remember it uh it was about uh whether or not you get brain fog from smoking too much weed Oh, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that where she talks about it. And then she couldn't have sounded more like a stoner. I yeah. know. Exactly. And then. And then didn't expand on that at all. <laughs> Lean into it. And then this was from October 28th, 2021. I don't know how he does it, but I have a bunch of comedian friends that get high and go on stage and they're brilliant. For me, I really can't get stoned and do stand up because for me, it like brings my two favorite things together, getting high and doing stand up and makes them the worst thing ever. It's I get so... I don't know. I mean, I I was high probably the whole year I was 20 doing stand-up. But I don't think I wrote a new joke. Sometimes I do write jokes or I I tweet when I'm high. (laughs) But I don't know. I don't... I I think it would uh, maybe backfire, you know. But I will say I get high every night before bed. And I think about the day. It's like a mini Yom Kippur. And I'll go, oh, God, I shouldn't have said I was so rude to that person or I I shouldn't have, you know, I I think about things and I go, God, I I shouldn't have reacted in that way or whatever. And I feel like I have a certain clarity at night when I get high. But 
also maybe not. I also have, I also am clear enough in my high to know, um, I think this is a good tweet, but you know, I'm going to wait till tomorrow and see, save it in drafts, <laughs> but sometimes I don't. I don't think I should answer this question any longer because it's not interesting. <laughs> There's nothing uh, more boring than watching high people talk about being high and how cool it is to be high. <laughs> and then watching not high people um, talking about getting high is, is also not that interesting. She, see, she got self-conscious again at the end. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yes, she got self-conscious. Also, I thought it was, I was walking around listening to that the other day and she talks with such authority on this podcast, kind of, and her being like, there's nothing less interesting than people talking about getting high. And I was just like, oh man, (laughs) (laughs) it's just like, here we go. But once again, like the idea of like having a ritual of smoking every night before bed, like your stoner's showing. Yeah. I could understand what she was saying, though, about like getting high and then having experiencing social anxiety before bed, because there was a point where I had to change my habits a little bit because I was my social anxiety was so bad. And it probably was always like when I was high right before I would go to bed, I would just like, oh, fuck, like lay there and that the kind that hurts. (laughs) So I cut back on sativas after that. Someone told me to try that and it worked. Yeah. And I don't. I understand the not, I don't do stand-up, but I obviously do improv. And while I've definitely loosened my quote-unquote rules around that, I don't smoke weed right before I do improv or usually for a few hours before. And I do think it's, it gets harder the more of a stoner I am because I do just smoke weed all the time. But I like having it be a thing that, I also don't drink for the most part before I do improv. I like having it kind of be a thing that exists as a singular thing that I'm really focused on because I don't think I do that with many things in life. Yeah, that's kind of what she said about stand-up. She's like, I love these two things and when I mix them, I don't love either of them. Yeah, totally related to that. I definitely like to do improv high if I'm supposed to be high. Like if it's in a show where the joke is we're all high or in a stoner chick show, I'm usually kind of like, "Eh, maybe I'll be high, maybe I won't. Normally, I'm happy when I don't smoke and I perform, even in our stoner chicks show. I like to reward myself with it afterwards. But what makes it difficult for me is not being on stage and doing the improv, but it makes it difficult for me to analyze it after. Like I mm-hmm. get off stage and I'm just like, fuck, how was that? Oh my God, did I break it? Uh. <laughs> totally. Like my anxiety, my, my anxiety kicks in. Absolutely. I think it's a, it's a line to walk. But at the end of the day, even when she kind of couches her weed use, she's a huge advocate. She and Seth Rogen, um, started this initiative last year, I think, called CannabisInCommon.org. And it was when they were going to be, you know, pushing to get federal legalization underway. So she just did a stupid little ad. I liked it a lot. She's basically like, one thing we can all agree on is that 220 million Americans think that weed should be legalized. There's people in jail for weed. And she just said all the right things about like, contact your representatives and let's get this passed. Of course, it stalled. But what I will say is that the last thing I'll say is I went back and watched episodes of this, a couple episodes of the Sarah Silverman program that were about weed and her smoking. And one thing in the Sarah Silverman program is her neighbors 
are two giant ginger guys who are gay, a gay couple, who are just huge stoners <laughs> and are just smoking pot all the time. I'm so sorry. When you said ginger guys, I thought you were saying like gay gingerbread men live <laughs> next door. I was imagining a couple, a gay couple, gingerbread men smoking weed Aww, and waving cute, over the though. fence. Maybe we should so make cute. that uh, gingerbread house this holiday season. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> so there's this one episode that is uh, really wonderful where Sarah gets high and the whole thing is her neighbor wants to smoke, but his husband wants to save getting stoned for them going to like some sort of light show later in the day. I can't remember. They're going to see something trippy later on. And he's like, I want to save it so that I get really baked right before we go do this thing. And so he's like, oh man, I don't want to smoke alone. And Sarah Silverman comes over just to borrow sugar. And he's like, what are you baking? And she's like, nothing. And then he's like, you want to smoke? And she's like, I don't normally do that. But they get high together. and then. She keeps having crazier and crazier ideas. They go to a grocery or a convenience store and she sees that the same company makes this, this brand of potato chips and hemorrhoid cream and toilet paper. And she's like, <laughs> it's a conspiracy. They're getting everyone to have diarrhea and then they're selling hemorrhoid cream <laughs> and toilet paper. And so they go to the co- company headquarters and like kidnap the CEO. It's like a whole thing. But part of it is that she has a cell phone, but also a landline because it's like 2007. And so she keeps calling herself and leaving voicemails for herself being like, sober, Sarah, it's you, but it's me. Hi, Sarah. I have the greatest idea. And and then it, it just escalates more and more with her getting stoned. I had a blast watching it. I watched, and there's one other smoking weed episode where she sleeps with God, God gets stoned with them. Anyway, I had a lot of fun watching them. Not everything that's going on in the Sarah Silverman program is stuff that would (laughs) jive today. But yeah, it was wonderful. So Sarah Silverman, I had fun going back through her stuff. And I think I'm going to read her book at some point soon. I've heard great things and I own it, but haven't read it. So book club. Yay. Okay. Ooh. I want to borrow it or read it also with you. Well, I'll listen to the audiobook. How about you read the whole thing over my shoulder? <laughs> <laughs> I will. Oh, the only, only other thing that I'd recommend a couple of extra videos to check out with Sarah Silverman is one that's kind of weird. She smokes with two chains. Two chains had like a YouTube channel huh. thing and they smoke like the most expensive weed with this like high times writer who's like super pretentious and he's like it's veganics and it's like really expensive pot and then the other is she was on an episode of my drunk kitchen with hannah hart where instead of drinking they smoke pot that was really fun and then the last one is paul f Tompkins does an interview with her and plays a game with her called baked or faked which is essentially the strain game of him being like, is this a real strain or something I made up? But 
in my opinion, we do it better. So (laughs) don't tell PFT. But those are just a few things to check out. And I think that does it. Thanks for joining me for another Stoner of the Week. Oh, thank you, Grace. I've missed Stoner of the Week. I have missed is how I meant to say that. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Speaking of getting high and feeling awkward, I'm Phoebe and (laughs) I'm going to take us out. This has been a really fun episode. Do you all agree? Yeah. And if you're just like, oh, this episode's ending and it's been such a blast, you should go ahead and rate and review this podcast on Apple or Spotify because that really helps. Give us five stars. Why not? Also, you can go to our website, stonerchickspodcast.com, and you can find out info. You can buy a t-shirt. You can find out our handles, like for Instagram. It's Stoner Chicks Podcast, and we post fun stuff there. You can DM us there. You could also send us an email at stonerchickspodcast at gmail.com. You can send Stephanie your high thoughts or just say hi to any of us. You also could write us a letter. Why not? It is P.O. Box 80586, Seattle, Washington, 98108. And maybe most importantly, at least that's how I'm going to say it right now, you can check out our Patreon. Like you can pay us a little bit of money and say thank you and get more episodes. You can pay us different levels of money. Why am I explaining it this way? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Here we go. So over on Patreon, we're doing stuff that is extra content for you. Merch at certain levels. You can have a smoke sesh with us once a month over Zoom. We're creating a cool community over there and we would love to have you. There's a few different levels. It's super easy to sign up and it really does help us keep things going. We couldn't do it without you. Patreon.com slash stoner chicks. It's a fun place to be. It is a fun place to be. And Kayla, what do stoner chicks always say? Usually just have a puff. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. Smoke your weed, everyone. (laughs) Smoke your weed. Go be stoners. 